Jerry Fagan and Doug Conley work for Taylor Fagan Capital Management. All opinions expressed should not be relied upon for individual investment advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Taylor Fagan Capital Management and its clients may maintain positions in securities discussed. If you're a Taylor Fagan client, please remember to contact Taylor Fagan in writing if there are any changes in the personal financial situation or investment objectives for the purpose of reviewing, evaluating, or revising our previous recommendations and or services, or if you would like to impose, add, or to modify any reasonable restrictions to our investment advisory services. Welcome to the latest installment of the Long Only Podcast. I'm Doug Conley. I'm here with Jerry Fergon. Jerry, how are you doing? I'm well, Doug. How are you? I'm okay. I'm wrestling with the fact that this could be my last week because now I've taught you how to use the coffee machine better than I can. So I don't think you need me anymore. I did just teach you how to do bubbles. Yes, exactly. I stumbled upon it accidentally. As many of the best uh, discoveries are made accidentally. Yes. So this week, we are going to talk about, as I said, a subject near and dear to my heart, suffering. It's all about suffering. It's all about suffering. So this is your idea. So It's my idea. Suffering. It's a good Catholic principle. Yes, exactly. Catholic... uh, Judaism, too, I think fits well. Guilt. Yes, exactly. Um, so why? Why suffering? <clears throat> well, I think as it relates to, uh, you know, let me immediately bring this back to investment. <laughs> Somebody doesn't think they stumbled upon the wrong podcast. Um, the Italian you know, mother podcast. The, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I guess as it relates to investment, it's about risk. And what's the bad or dark side of risk? The dark side of risk is things don't go as you expect or as you would like, and then suffering ensues. Um, Now, let's put this into context. I I thoroughly believe that if we plan properly, if investors have planned properly, they should be able to absorb these kinds of situations and move on and essentially ignore them. Um, I just got through doing a, a video conference about be centered, be still, which we've talked about, which is you know, staying calm in these kinds of environments. But at the end of the day, the only way that you can have gain is if you're taking risk. And if you're taking risk, what, what, let's let's first let's define risk. Um, Dick Taylor used to say there are three types of risk. There's the risk of inflation, which is eroding away your dollars because of the cheapening of those dollars by virtue of, as we're witnessing today, the massive printing of money by, by, in this case, central bankers. Could be the king scraping away the metal around the edge of the coin. It's all amounts to the same thing. Your debasement of the currency. The debasement of currency. The other is market risk, which is um, the risk that tomorrow that which you own is worth less by virtue of somebody who has decided to transact in the shares of your company, in the case that you own stock in a company, at a price that's less than what you paid for it. Why might somebody do that? Because they don't care what you paid for it. <laughs> and they're trying to they're trying to get you know, liquidity for one reason or another, um, those reasons being important a lot of times, right? As, as, it, as it relates to how you might perceive what's happening with that person or that 
those numbers of people who may be transacting in the stock at a lower price than you paid for it. And why I say that's important because we don't, we don't know why people are doing what they're doing in any given moment. It could be because they want to buy a yacht. It could be because they lost their job. It could be any reason. This gets to the point which podcasters for on a long only podcast have heard before, which is another dictatorism. Don't let 1% of, or are you going to let 1% of shareholders tell you what your company is worth on any given day? Um, so market risk, the risk that it's worth less tomorrow or less next week or month or quarter or year for that matter. The point with that saying is that the, the market value is oftentimes, the more liquid it is, it's going to be determined by the margins, the people at the fringes who are ready to sell. And I would argue, or, or the, buy. I would argue the less liquid it is, the more extreme those situations can be. Okay. Okay. Which is often what we're seeing in today's market, but I don't want to, I don't go down that road just yet as we get to the third risk, which is business risk. Business risk being the business that you decide to either go into or in this case, buy into fails. Uh, The the first two risks, inflation and market risk, are essentially taken care of by virtue of the type of strategy that we like to employ, which is we believe businesses are going to do well when government or the king or whoever it is, is debasing the currency. I mean that well on a relative basis. They're still going to have to pay more for what inputs they have, labor and, and, and material and what have you. But if well managed, they can manage that process as well as raise prices for whatever their goods and, or services are in accordance with what's happening with inflation. Now, in any short period of time, which is which, which, frankly, I would argue what we've been going through here in the last, say, nine months or so in, in, in our economic environment, where we're seeing significant inflation, the kind of inflation we haven't seen for, what, 40 years. Uh, is that right? 40 years? I think 41 is the number I heard today, yeah. yesterday. And so still the same year. So I'm going to stick, stick with 41. 40, 40, 40, yeah. 41 years. Um. The type of inflation we haven't seen in 41 years is certainly in a, on a short-term basis affecting companies because it takes them some time to react to these changes in prices. And you can get quarterly earnings reports or maybe even a year's worth of earnings reports that um, are not reflective of their ability to manage through the process. And then we get to the market risk because the chicken littles will run around with their head chopped off selling shares of companies because, oh my gosh, they missed their quarterly number or their two quarters in a row of missing numbers, or my gosh, worse, four quarters in a row of missing numbers. If this were four years in a row of missing numbers, we'd get concerned. You know, a quarter, two, three, even four is not something that it's going to, it's going to take time. It's not something we're going to react to. So um, inflation and market risk playing into that. Business risk, on the other hand, um, I would argue is actually a whole lot easier to manage through. But doesn't mean, and especially when you take on the approach of owning businesses through multiple market and economic cycles, you're going to hear that like it's a broken record. You're going to put up with the wild and crazy swings that can happen in a, time, in a period like this. Now, this is, this is, you know, 41 years since we've seen this particular type of economic debacle. Um, 
and it is a debacle. Let's not, you know, let's not pull any punches. It, it, it was artificially manufactured by, brought to you by your public policymakers. Send the hate mail. We need the whip inflation now buttons back. I think those are what worked the last time, right? Yeah, so. those worked really well, by the way. Um, in, a, in a sort of perverse way, because now we have the suffering, right? Okay, we're, we're, we're going through a very difficult time. I would add, as you very poignantly pointed out, not but 15 minutes ago before we started oh, this. Yeah. My best points are normally made when we're not recording. <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, yeah, we've experienced a pretty decent six weeks actually in our, in our portfolio, rather, yeah. rather, rather remarkable coming off of the worst nine months we had in our almost 40 year career, which was followed by the best two years we had in our previous 38 year career. Um, so it's been a weird time in that respect, but nonetheless, maybe things have bottomed. May 11th was the date. We'll see if it holds. Now we've had quite a bounce off of that. Yeah, July's been, July was good to us. August I, is looking even better. Yeah. And, 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 you know, is that the end of all of this? I don't know. And frankly, it's not going to play any in any way, shape, or form any role in what, how we make decisions. Um, has every single company been, you know, void of problems with this environment? No. You know, there's, there's a smattering, a handful, maybe, not even a handful, you know, a couple. Um. In the aggregate, though, frankly, we've been really impressed. And part of why, you know, the, so the suffering that we went through, um, it's almost necessary. Again, if it were so easy as to just throw your glove out on the field and, and, it, it, and it fields all the ground balls and makes a perfect throw to first or throw your bat on on the field and, and you're automatically going to hit, you know, 40 home runs and, you know, steal 40 bases and, you know, have 110 RBIs every year. You know, it, it doesn't work that way. And so it is. It is all about suffering. If, if you're not willing to put up with the suffering, you're not going to be able to make make it work and in, in, in owning own owning businesses. And that's true whether you're an owner of businesses through fractional shares, like owning public companies, stock that trade publicly on the stock market, whether you're owning private companies in a venture capital arrangement, we do both, or whether you're actually running a business. Oh, by the way, we do that too. Um, running your own business, um, you're going to go through periods where of suffering in order to get to that next, that's next level. I would say, and this is something we, we brought up uh, a while ago in that when, uh, you know, things were really, you know, looking horrible over, you know, let's say February, March, April, May timeframe, what we were really spending a ton of time doing was talking to companies, getting a sense of where they were coming from. What, what, how, how is this affecting? Is it changing their vision? Frankly, if companies said they were changing their vision because of it, I'm not talking about making tactical adjustments. I'm talking about changing their vision. We'd probably very seriously consider selling the company. We didn't get that at all. We didn't expect we'd get it. We didn't get it at all um, because companies get even more laser focused. So during the suffering they get more laser focused on, on their vision because now it's like, all right, this is a period of time we're going to have to hunker down. We're going to have to really pay attention to, to what's happening um, both outside and inside and have ourselves positioned well for the future. And an argument could be made. I, I don't even think that, I, I don't even want to make this argument. I would, I would say that it's almost a given that axiomatic really, dare you say, dare I say, okay. 
it's almost a given, almost, I'll throw that almost caveat in there, but almost a given that companies that are really, really well managed, that are sitting in front of phenomenal fields of growth will come out on the other side better than that had this happened. Because why? Because their competition is suffering too, but not necessarily making the same good decisions. Or better yet, if they're in businesses, which we love to find, although it's hard to find, where there really isn't even any competition, the chances of that competition entering into the space are much less in this environment and the next, you know, however many, you know, quarters or years go by. um, It's much less that they're going to see a significant challenge, especially if they're particularly innovative and creative. So hence, it's all about suffering. So I'm going to quote Jordan Peterson, who I think was quoting Carl Jung, beware of unearned wisdom. Okay. And so the, I think that could be said of unearned money. Now, piles of money dropping my feet. I tend to take them. Okay. That, but that being said is uh, you can't, you can't fool economics. Okay. My, uh, and, and so my, uh, over the long term, over the long, over the long, all yeah. you can, we saw it happen last year, you know, by, uh, I'll make no, we, you know, we, we all do pretty well for ourselves here, but I, I make no, mis- make no mistake in uh, previous, in previous lives, having 28 kids, I was able to make out okay <laughs> on the whole stimulus thing when it, when it, when it came out. Uh, but that being said, now on the back end, how's all that free money working out for us? Well, yeah. pay for it, higher gas, higher health care. I mean, it just, it just, it all washes out in the end. It's it, absurd. It is, it's, it is absurd. And so that being said, I do wonder how, you know, what, what uh, Americans would say if you offered them, you know, a bunch of free money right now, knowing, knowing what's on the, at the, at the they other end of it. They take it. They take it. Well, I mean, there is there is a point is like if you don't take your cut, then everyone else takes theirs and then you're behind the game. You know, it, it becomes um, so these kinds of gifts are difficult to reject on principle because as a society, we've all chosen to engage in this madness. But however, I might I might say, however, that at some point and, and a lot of the problems that we're having right now, again, queue up the hate mail is cultural. We haven't set up a podcast email. So it's actually, okay, I really so we're not going to do that. No, I really encourage people to go ahead. I don't care. You send the hate mail too. Gosh, I'm trying to send hate mail and everybody's trying. They don't know exactly. How. Yeah, exactly. They, I mean, if they were tailorforgone.com, figure it out. Well, so. You can do that. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it's cultural. You know, what we need is a good dose of people saying, no, I'm not going to take your stimulus check. Here's what you can do with your stimulus check. Cause that's the kind of honor that we need to bring back into culture. It's lacking greatly. You know, we need people that actually want to work hard. We need people that want to use their brain instead of just sit back and play video games all day. Uh, you know, I mean, th- this this is something. First that of we- all, I don't play video games all day. I yell at my kids. <laughs> and, and, and I shouldn't say it's just playing video games. How about just golfing all day? You know, so let, let, let's let's activity. let's push it back into the higher or into another age group. The idol. We want to pick just on Gen Z and Gen yep. X and Gen whoever. Um, but yeah, I, I mean that. I mean, it, it, we are going to need to have some cracking down at some point of people recognizing that's that's what we're missing in, in a, in a, to a large degree. Um, 
you know, that's obviously a huge societal thing, but I think sometimes these kinds of circumstances that we've found ourselves in have us, uh, have the capability, whether, whether in, in this era, the culture decides to grab the opportunity and run with it. Uh, we, will, we will remain to be seen. But sometimes these kinds of circumstances, you know, jolt people into doing the right thing and jolt people into, you know, improving themselves on the end. So that in, and in the aggregate, if everybody's doing that, we all end up a whole lot better off. We, we've, you know, the, 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 you know, easy for us to sit here in the kind of role that we're in, but, but we, we do get the chance to see a whole lot of different, um, ways of operating, let's put it that way, in our business, both businesses and people. And, um, you know, just the observation is that, you know, there, it, it, it's time to kind of buckle down and, and, and take, uh, take things a little bit more seriously. And, you know, maybe this is going to take another generation to sort out. It's been probably a generation or two in the making that we to, to get to where we've gotten where, um, you know, where government thinks that, that people are truly going to just be wonderful, happy and fat and dumb by them throwing more and more money that's getting that's losing more and more of its value every second as they do that. Um, you know, I, 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 I just think that the, it, there's it's 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 maybe it's just a wishful hope of mine. But I, I think it's possible that this could be something that actually gets people thinking a little bit more about the bigger picture and kind of being a little more thoughtful about how they they operate i think of a line from my friend nick this generation just doesn't know what responsibility is all about just like i was telling my kid's stepdad (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one it is a good one that's a good one i will say this i'm not completely alone because scott scott moosey from the arizona free enterprise club yep he made the good point when he was at one of the meetings when he was complaining about government spending said now, look, I'm not saying if anyone didn't offer us free money, we wouldn't take it. But is it really the best policy? And so. It yeah. But it, 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 the, we can only we can still hope. We can still hope. Yes. We can still hope that people will. Because uh, remember, it's all about hope and change. Hope and change. Yes. We're. But. Dare we hope. Dare we hope. But the the other point I was going to make on top of the. Inside joke. Inside. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, on top of the quote about from Carl Jung slash Jordan Peterson was that you don't want it to be easy, really, if you're looking for any return. If if everything gives you, you know, 15 percent a year, well, suddenly everything is giving you three percent a year. I mean, if if the yeah. easier the money gets, the lower the re- the lower the returns are ultimately, Correct. you know, everything arbitrages out. So the the lumpiness, the fact that you aren't guaranteed a certain maintaining a certain account balance month to month is what provides you the opportunity. Eventually, if everything is assured, then all the advantages uh, get uh, get arbitraged away and you really, you know, you're back to, it's called the risk-free rate for a reason. Yep. There's no risk and the rate's low. Yep. But what I would challenge, and going back to just the pure business side of it, all separate commentary aside, um, those companies that that are are well-run in front of good, Field, fields of growth, they are going, they, they will shine in that type of an environment. And you actually can see a premium beyond just the premium they need to, way beyond the premium they need to earn just to keep up with the debasement of, of money. Um, 
I'll I'll say this because I can hear him echoing it. God rest his soul, Dick Taylor. I've heard that name. I made, I made, I made, I made some of my best returns in small cap growth companies in the 1970s. And you know, who to thunk, right? So um, stay tuned. This, this is not over. And just on a, on a, on a, not a side note, but, but further emphasizing that point, um, a, uh, probably on one of these podcasts, I don't know what number are we on now? 10, 11, 12. This will be like 15, 15, 14, no, 14, 14. Yeah. Somewhere in this, we, we made co- reference to, um, we think that there will be a reckoning in earnings. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of what we were seeing in crazy downs on some of the best companies, frankly, in the world over the last six months. Um, we were saying, look, we think they're, these are just two good companies. We're going to see, this get reconciled in earnings. And I'll tell you what, we're almost through our earnings. See, well, I think tomorrow's our biggest day of earnings on the portfolio. Like nine companies have earnings reports, but what we've seen so far, so August could get even better. What's that? August could get even better. August might already be better. We're only two months into it. And it's uh, two days into two days, two two months, excuse me, uh, two days into it. And it's looking at, but yeah, um, there will be a lag time between this is recorded and released. So, but anyway, well, but what I'm, what I'm saying is that, we're already seeing it. I, I don't know where we are. If we're 30, 40, 50, 60% through earnings, I'm not exactly sure where we're at right now as far as our portfolio is concerned. Um, but again, in the aggregate, not everybody, but in the aggregate, we're seeing some very, very good solid earnings. And I'm not talking about earnings that have already been, you know, adjusted downward, you know, in the last, you know, two or three months. Um, just plain, plain decent earnings. So, uh, and, and, you know, in some companies which actually started to get hit even before all of this happened, kind of the early ones, when I, I said earlier, I said it's been a year and a half for some, particularly the tech names. I'm talking about those companies that it was, you know, a year and a half ago that started to roll over, even two years ago started to roll over because of various concerns about, you know, what turned out to be very short term, maybe at best intermediate term issues, term Immediate, intermediate term issues within the company and their, you know, what they were trying to do to meet their long-term vision. So there was a good and classic example of, you know, how you manage through the process of determining whether you're on the right ship is talking to those companies' managements. And when they were going through these transitions, they were making some adjustments in the way they run their business in order to ensure the vision of the long-term is intact. In the short run, that may have some negative consequences that, again, the chicken littles will kill the stock on um, opportunity, 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 suffering, creating opportunity. Um, that's now coming to fruition um, in a big way, in a big way. And I, I, we're not going to get into individual names here, but um, it's just easier not to, but they're, they're out there. They're, and, and, and so I think that that's very likely to be what we continue to see happening over the course of the next six, 12 months is, oh my gosh, as bad as things are, and they're bad, we're actually seeing companies manage through this pretty well. I I expect that will be the case. All it took was a six-month roller coaster uh, in order to get there. Suffering. Suffering. There's no no easy way out. Nope. Uh, There's no shortcut home, as was quoted in the Rocky... Do we have any song? more cliches we That's can come a survivor, up Survivor, right? a lesser-known survivor. <laughs> uh, well, 
So in short, you have to be glad for suffering because it's where the, it's where the opportunity lies. The, the, the irony is, it's not fun to go through. I, I don't, we're not, it's not prudent to look for opportunities to suffer. I certainly don't. But once it's upon your doorstep, you do have to uh, accept it, if not embrace it. And opportunity. Op- that's where the opportunity lies. So any other, any other final thoughts on uh, suffering as we. Nobody go- ever takes us up. And I mean, nobody. When in the, the depths of despair within the last six months, we were pounding now by now by now by nobody does it. Oh, I know one person. Doug Connolly. Doug Connolly. <laughs> God bless Doug Connolly. Uh, but it's true. I mean, it's just it's just not. Now I'm probably going to have somebody call me and say, I did. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're not allowed to say is. your name anyway. Right. I can out myself. Or would but, we? Yes. But um, no, I, I think it's it's just the human, human emotions. Um, and we may not be done, like I said. It wouldn't surprise me at all. We get into the week period of the year, right? October or September and... Things get pounded around a little bit. Well, I didn't say I was buying all at once. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think, uh, I I think, stay tuned. I mean, I think, um, you know, things can change very fast. I will add, and we were talking about it also earlier today, I'd really rather it not be like this complete snap back and all of a sudden it's like nothing ever happened, sort of like 2020. You know, because that 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 crazy wildness, wild swinging is not healthy, I don't think, for anybody. But um, well, and you can almost feel and this might not be rational, but when it goes up that quickly, you can almost feel a violent move downward coming. It just it feels more stable when you got to you got to grind through it. I don't know if that's true or not, but it just it uh, does all all of all a uh, a violent upward move would do while it would be welcome in a, a lot of ways would just be a. Uh, it would just drive home the clown world world we're in, in, in another yeah. way. Yeah, I think so. So, I, I mean, all of that being said, um, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned to the Long Only Podcast. Yes, exactly. Long Only for podcast. your entertainment. All right, and nothing we'll, else. We'll do it again in a week. Thanks again, Jerry, and check us Doug. out taylorforgotten.com. Please rate us on iTunes. We could use those. Let's keep the uh, five-star streak we have. I think we still have it uh, going. And uh, thank you for listening.